Anthony Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. We want to thank God once again for blessing us according to the words of eternal life. We want to thank you for praying for us and letting our, uh, uh, praying for our ministry and, and letting our ministry grow the way it is and people responding and we're getting a lot of great feedback. And we just thank God because there's a lot of things going on in the earthly realm that can confuse people in the message that we are getting. So therefore, if you're not understanding what is being said, we understand that you don't understand. But let God do what God do and let God be who God be so that you can get the understanding. Because he said pray for understanding and pray for wisdom because he wants you to have wisdom and he wants you to have understanding. So if this message is throwing you for a loop, don't let it. Because that's the that's that that's the that's the trick of the enemy. He come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Christ came to give you eternal life and to give it to you more abundantly, not stuff. He come to give you what God promised that He's gonna give you. But we done made the 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 the, the gift of God out of stuff. And the gift of God and the more abundant life, or the He come to give you, is not stuff. It's his body because he's not coming back for stuff. He's coming back for his body. So the purpose of him not wanting the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy it is because the enemy come to destroy your body. He come to kill your body. He come to snatch your body up. So without further ado, we're going to get down with it. We're going to thank God for all the spiritual custodians out there all over the world. And we get a lot of great feedback. And they're doing a lot of great things in the ministry all over the world. The United States, oh, in Brazil, over there in Europe, over there in Africa. We got people just pronouncing in the word of God and doing what God promised to do, my brothers and sisters. And I ask that you just continue to pray for the ministry so we can grow by leaps and bounds and that the word of God may manifest itself in the earth. You should be, and just as I was, tired of listening to the same old message and the same old, the same old thing that you've been hearing over and over. You wouldn't believe after the years that you've been hearing the same thing over and over. And, 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 and I never took notice. It was just reconstructed in a different way, sounded better, but it never edified the body of Christ. So this is what we do here at the Spiritual Custom Ministry, and we want to thank God for the promise of our Father podcast that we are producing from out of the Spiritual Custom Ministry and continue to pray for our leaders and everyone that is listening, Father, because we're going to give God the glory. Amen? So we're going to... Welcome you back to the Promise of Our Father podcast, and we want to continue where we left off at. And uh, we was in Series 2, Episode 9. Series 2, Episode 9. So we're going to do Series 2, Episode 10. And we had tagged that uh, the miracle in the new tomb. The miracle in the new tomb. I want to tag this one, the first miracle in the new tomb, Part 2. The first miracle in the new tomb, part two. But now what we're going to do, we're going to go and hash. We're going to rehash what we have already did so we can kind of congeal it with the last message that we was in. So I'm going to read a few things and go over a few things that we was in in episode nine. So it'll carry us right into episode 10. So whoever is listening out there and following these episodes, they'll understand where we're at by the time we get to the point where we start the message in the episode 10. Amen.
So what we're going to do, we're going to go back to John chapter 20, verse 19, because that's where the power and the anointing of God, I really believe that God is allowing me to speak on these things so that we can see that we've never been taught on the bodies that came through the doors that were shut. The bodies, the body of the Holy Spirit, the body of Christ that came through the door that was shut. The body of Jesus as the Holy Spirit and the body of Christ was in that came through the doors that was shut. So we go a couple of to John 20, verse 19, uh, 19 through 22. And it reads, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples was assembled for the fear of the Jews, Christ came and stood in the midst, and he said to them, Peace be with you. When Christ had said this, he showed him his hands. He showed him his feet. He showed him his side. Then the disciples was glad when they saw the Lord. So Christ said to them again, Peace be to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. That's some heavy stuff, my brothers and sisters. And when Christ has said this, he breathed on them. And he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. The last few episodes, like I said before, prior to some of the in some of the podcasts that we have done, I said, "As the Father has sent me, I also send you." This is where we're going to get down to. As the Father has sent me, I send you. By the time we get to the conclusion of this message, and I don't know how long it's going to be before we get to the conclusion, but we're going to work our way to it until we get there. So as the Father has sent me, I also send you. Is a few episodes I had spoke about, but this message is all about what I'm saying right now because that's how we're going to probably most likely close the message so that you can understand as the Father has sent Christ, Christ breathed the Holy Spirit upon us. Before we even received the promise of our Father, he gave us the promise of our Father before it was even received. Hey, glory. We're going to get to that in a minute. But anyway, like I said, I want to say, I want to tag this one. The first miracle in the new tomb, part two. I just did the, 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 the miracle in the new tomb on the last episode, nine. But I want to name this one, the first miracle, hey, glory, in the new tomb, part two. Amen. So my brothers and sisters, I want you to understand that God is doing such a great work in the earth. He's letting us know that there's something new that is taking place, that he's going to be revealed to his people through the knowledge of the glory of the word of God. And he's given us here at the Spiritual Cuts Ministry and our leaders out there the knowledge because it's nothing like having the knowledge. People have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. And it's a sad thing to think you have what God did gave you, and you really don't have it because it becomes a zeal. 
You have a zeal, which is a sensation. You have a zeal, which is a feeling. You have a zeal. You got goosebumps all over your body because someone's saying and doing and all that. The enemy don't care if you got goosebumps and have a zeal and feel this and that. He wants you to have goosebumps and have a zeal as long as you're ignorant to the fact that Christ came to give us eternal life. He don't care about those goosebumps. Huh? Because goosebumps don't impress God. I want you to know that now. Goosebumps don't uh, impress God. I'm going to tell you what impress God when you come into the knowledge of the glory of God that he spread in the earth. Huh? According to Habakkuk 2.14, when you come into the knowledge, he said, my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge, because you have reject knowledge. See, when you reject knowledge, you reject God because God is the knowledge of the glory that is hovering over the earth. He's hovering over the see because it's the same picture in Habakkuk 2.14 he says I'm going to fill the earth with the knowledge of the glory as the water covers the sea. When you go to Genesis 1-2, it says that, watch this here. He says that in the earth was with darkness huh, and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. It was empty. And the Spirit of God hovered over the earth. So watch this here. The knowledge of God hovered over the sea. Huh? The glory of God hovered over the sea. So the knowledge of God is God's spirit hovering over the sea and in the earth that he have you to ha- that, that he want you to have. So the zeal hmm, that you have not according to knowledge is not of God. Let's get that straight. You got happy about all these things and you've been jumping up and down in the church and yeah, you don't even know what the kingdom of God is. Hey, glory, I got to get out of that. Huh? Seek ye first. You don't even know what the righteousness of God is. And yeah, you've been asking God for something and yeah, you don't even know what you're asking him for because you don't know who you're asking. I got to get out of that because I'm going to lose some of my audience. But anyway, watch this here, my brothers and sisters. As we continue to march along, we're going to start spreading this. This thing's going to get heavy. So if you've been following us, you got to get down with us because we're going to take you into places you've never been before. These messages illuminate my mind. It illuminates me. It, it, it resonates with me because I know I have eternal life because I understand about the body of God that came through the doors, the the six-inch doors that were shut. So that's why we are doing what we are doing. So the first miracle in the new tomb, by the time we get to the place where we're going, we should understand a little bit more about the first miracle in the new tomb, part two, baby. So I'm going to go back where I started. I'm going to start with John 14, 3, where Christ had promised Jesus, he, he, I go to prepare a place for you, and I will come back again and receive you to myself. Because Christ is going to do this, because he promised Jesus that where I am, there you will also be. So if the body of Jesus is on the cross, you got to remember he's on the cross as the Lamb of God and his body is now without Christ's spirit and without Jesus' spirit and without the water and the blood and Christ promised Jesus he will come again and receive him to himself. If Jesus is dead and Joseph of Amathea and Nicodemus has, the, has taken the body down to prepare it for the new tomb, Who and what is Christ going to come back for again and receive to himself? 
in fact, in, if in fact Jesus' body is in the hands of Joseph of Amathea and Nicodemus. So I want you to understand that in 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 in, in and in Luke, uh, it was a place in Luke that I talked about. Uh, I, 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 I want you to know that he cried out, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? So he, he, he cried out in Matthew and in Luke, he cried out, why have you forsaken me? And, he, and that's when Christ left and went to prepare a place. But in John, he said, you remember, I said, I promised I was going to prepare a place for you. John 14, 6. So I'm just rehashing my brothers and sisters. So now Christ is in the tomb preparing. So now you have Jesus on the cross huh? as the Lamb of God with the spirit of the word that was made flesh. And then after he dripped too much blood, he gets decided to commit his spirit, to commit his spirit back in the hands of God. You remember we went through that. He committed his spirit back in the hands of God. And we found out in Jeremiah 18, 1 through 6, where God, when he committed his spirit back in the hands of God, it was a picture of the Holy Spirit as the Word. Before it was named the Word, it went back to where it came from, which was with God. So now the Word that was marred in God's hand God actually did it again. He made another of the same vessel that was marred in his hand because when Jesus co committed his spirit back in the hands of God, he was actually committing the word that was made flesh or the word that was in the beginning or the Holy Spirit that was named the word or the Holy Spirit that was named Jesus or the Holy Spirit that was named Emmanuel. This is what he committed back unto the, into the hands of God. But in Jeremiah, when he was talking to the prophet, he says that which was committed back into my hand was more in the potter's hand. And he says that he took the same vessel. Oh, I don't want to get too excited because we're still in the intro. He took the same vessel and he made it again another. He didn't change it, but what he committed back into his hand was already God. God said, I use it in a body that had sin in it. And it became marred. And he says, I'm going to take it and I'm going to make the same vessel again another. So this is where we at in Christ. And Jesus committed his spirit and committed his spirit back in the hands of God. So now he's on the cross by himself and the body just with the blood and the water. But the lamb of God is actually being the picture of God as he promised. He says the lamb is going to bring the knowledge, huh? the knowledge of salvation. So the knowledge of salvation is hanging on the cross in the lamb. So now watch this to my brothers and sisters. So the lamb God that is on the cross is a picture of what they was doing in Exodus where he took an innocent animal and an innocent lamb, an innocent sheep, and he, they slew it. Huh? And they took the blood and they put it over the lantern of the doorpost. And I was telling you before, why would you let the blood of an animal skate a death and run death off and keep you protected when you, 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 you don't even believe in the blood of Jesus and the blood of God and the blood of Christ? So the blood of Christ and the blood of God is not the same blood as Jesus' blood because the blood of Jesus came through a woman, but the blood of Christ and the blood of God is the same blood that came and proceeded forth from out of 
the blood of God. So Christ's blood is God's blood, but Jesus' blood is Mary's blood until something miraculous happened in the tomb. And that's where we're at, my brothers and sisters. So I want you to understand this is where we're at. So now he committed his spirit back into the hands that was more in the hands of the potter. And the potter is actually going to make another out of the same vessel. Another again. Huh? He gonna make a. I was. I get so excited because I realize how how much I was a wretch, and God's taking another that with Meridale out of Louisiana, birth and clowns, Washington that birth from out of Louisiana. I'm gonna tell you, he gonna take the same vessel in me and make another hag as it pleased the Father. So now watch this here. So check this out. So now we at the place where he at the body, he on the cross and the body. So Joseph of Amathea actually uh, taking the body down, but before then he was pierced in his side. So the water and the blood is at the cross. And I want you to understand the water and the blood is at the cross. So now let's continue. So if in fact Jesus' body is in the hands of Joseph of Amathea and Nicodemus, it's only one thing that Christ can come back for again. Come on. So he promised him that he would come back again for. So now let's continue. And that is the water and the blood that's on the ground at the foot of the cross. Hey, glory. My brothers, we're going to put this thing together. So earlier we witnessed in the scriptures in Leviticus 17, 11. For the life of the flesh is in the blood and God has given the life of the blood as an atonement upon the altar. So the water and the blood has to get to the altar some kind of way. So the water and the blood has to get to the altar. Why? Because it is an atonement upon the altar to make an atonement for our souls. But before it can become an atonement for our souls, something miraculous got to happen to the blood. Mm. We'll find that out as we move along. Remember we have Remember, we have the water and the blood at the foot of the cross, and Christ has promised Jesus he would come again and receive him to himself. I'm just rehashing right now, my brothers and sisters, so follow along with me. In order for Christ to fulfill what he promised, something miraculous had to happen again. You remember in Genesis 4, 9, and 10, when Cain slew Abel, the blood of Abel spoke to God with a loud voice from the ground. Come on. So the blood and the water of Jesus that was at the foot of the cross on the ground cried out to God, cried out to Christ with a loud voice. And Christ left the he left the tomb and he left the new tomb to go back again like he promised and recover the blood at the cross. The blood in the water at the foot of the cross on the ground. And Christ brought, look at the blood of Jesus. Hey, cried out. Huh? was a picture of Cain crying out and the blood of Cain, the righteous one, spoke from the ground. So now we got the blood that he said he promised he'll come back. He didn't come back for the body because that was somebody else's job. Huh? That was Joseph of Amathea and Nicodemus job, but he came back for the blood in Leviticus 17, 11 says the life of the flesh is in the blood. So he had to go get the blood to put on the, uh, to put on the altar so he can present it. Oh God, you got to get this here. So now he have the blood. Ah, 
alive that he brought back into the blood and the water of Jesus, he brought back with him in the new tomb. Why? Because he promised Jesus that he would come back again for him and take him to the place he had prepared for him to receive him to himself. So now if the life of the flesh is in the blood, Jesus is in the blood where the flesh is at in the life of the blood that's on the ground. So he went back and got the blood. Hey, glory. Oh, brothers, remember we said all flesh ain't the same flesh. Even the blood of Jesus and the water of Jesus is not the same blood and water and flesh as an animal, as a fish. And as a bird, it is the blood, water, and flesh of God when he made the transition of what he wanted to be. Because God give it a body as he pleases in every seed, add glory, a body as he pleased. So now watch this film. Even the blood of the water of Jesus had to get into the seed of the blood and water, yeah, glory, of Christ. So the blood as a seed had to be transformed through the the blood as a seed through the spirit of Christ. You got to watch out, my brothers. I'm feeling good already. It's early in the morning down here in Georgia. I want you to know, my brothers and sisters, I'm putting these podcasts together just for you and just for me and for those who want to go into the furtherance of the gospel of the kingdom of God because God has blessed us with a message that has never been said so many times before in such a manner. And I want you to know there's others out there that's teaching the words of eternal life. And it's coming. It's coming, my brothers and sisters. And how we know that the scriptures is true about what Jesus was saying about the blood that was on the ground, that Christ went recovered, the water and the blood of Jesus. Because the scriptures tells us how it actually took place. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 8, For there are three that bear witness on earth. The blood was on the ground, on the earth. The spirit, the water, and the blood. Yeah, these three had to agree as one. The spirit, the water, and the blood. Now we found out earlier in 1 John chapter 5, verse 7, he said that there are three that bear witness in heaven. Huh? The Father, the Word, who is Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. So one are one, and one has to agree as one. So let's see where the agreement came through the spirit of truth and the water and the blood. So now watch this here. The water and the blood, huh? And these three are one because there are three that bear witness on earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. The spirit of Christ has bear witness of the water and the blood on the earth at the foot of the cross when the blood cried out with a loud voice from the ground to Christ while he was in the new tomb preparing a place. Huh? We further know that the spirit of truth that bear witness with the water and the blood and these three are as one. Huh? These three are as one or these three has to agree as one. So now watch this here. So in 1 John, excuse me, in John 15, 26, look what he says. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth, 
who proceed forth from out of the Father, he will testify of me. So now we witness in the scriptures that the spirit of truth that bear witness with the water and the blood is Christ. Because Christ proceeds forth from out of God. The spirit of truth came to actually baptize Jesus in Luke chapter 3, verse 21 and 22. And this is the beloved son of God. Because Jesus is the begotten son. This is the beloved son. He said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So now we see where the spirit of truth that bear witness of the water and the blood proceeds forth from out of God. So the spirit that is on the earth, the water that is on the earth, and the blood that is on the earth bell, and the spirit of truth bell witness of thee, so he went rescuing. Oh, my God. Watch out, man. Y'all got to get me out of this. This is a powerful and heavy. This is powerful and heavy because it is giving us a clear and vivid picture of what is taking place in the new tomb within these 72 hours before Christ in the body of Jesus is resurrected from the dead. Now, let us get a vivid picture who is all in the new tomb during the 72-hour period before the resurrection. Amen. Joseph of Amathea and Nicodemus has finished and completed preparing, preparing of the body of Jesus as the lamb, huh, as the lamb of God. We have the spirit and the flesh and the bones and the blood of Christ in the tomb. We have the Holy Spirit that has flesh, that has bones, that has blood, also in the tomb. These two bodies of God was in the new tomb first. Why? Because these two bodies were in the beginning with God first in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, that God created and made on the sixth day before he rested on the seventh day. Let's give an account and a record of how it took place, because this is vitally and very important and very imperative that we, un we get an understanding through the teaching of Christ through the scriptures. Let's go back to 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, which is Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Now we also, and now we are about, now we are about to embark on why it is imperative and important to us to know and to have the knowledge of the mystery of the kingdom of God, it is important and imperative that we have the knowledge of the mystery of the kingdom of God's glory. It is important and imperative that we have the knowledge of the mystery of the kingdom and the glory of the life of God because God is our life and our length of days. In Deuteronomy 30, 19, verse 20. Huh? So therefore, you have to understand, my brother and sisters, that this is a powerful message because if there is three that bear witness, in heaven, there the Word, who is Christ, and the Holy Spirit that is found in First John. Let's see why these three are one. So God said in Genesis one twenty six, "Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea." So He says, "Let them make man." See, so He made man. 
in his image, in our likeness. And so in our is talking about Christ. In ours is talking about the Holy Spirit, his two sons. So now, my brothers and sisters, he gave them dominion over the birds and the airs and the cattle over all the earth. Let me say that again. Over all the earth. He says, Father, you have given me all the power over all flesh. See, when you got power over all flesh, you got power over all the earth because the flesh came from out of the earth. Hey, glory. So my brothers and sisters, let's continue in 127. Genesis chapters 1 verse 27. So God created man in his own image. See, now he created. So he created, and in 126, he made. So the creation has to be different from what he made. But the creation ties into what he made, so his creation can be what he made as his creation. Amen? So now, my brothers and sisters, God said, God created man in his own image and in the image of God. That's what's heavy, my brothers. In the image of God. He created him, male and female. Oh, boy, I'm getting so excited. He created them. Now, this ties directly into what took place in the new tomb in John 20. So watch this here. He created him in his own image. So God took his spirit because God is spirit. And I'm getting a little ahead of myself. And God is spirit. And they that worship him must come to, come to him in spirit and truth. So worship him in spirit and truth. So he made a male and a female out of a spirit. And he put the spirit of himself in his own image. But now when he said in our image, it was Christ and the Holy Spirit, his two sons. But he took that image of a male and a female and he put it in Christ and the Holy Spirit. And I explained this so many times before, and I'm going to keep on explaining it until we get it down into our spirits. But first, let us dig deeper and go into Genesis 126 and 27. Here God made an image of himself, as I just explained, and he, and, and he made a, the likeness of himself from the heavens and the earth from out of Genesis 1.1. When he created the heavens and the earth, early in our studies, we talked about there is a celestial body and there is a terrestrial body that is made in glory and that all flesh is, was not the same flesh and that is one kind of flesh of fish, there's one kind of flesh of men, there's one kind of flesh of an animal, there's one kind of flesh of a bird. You find that in 1 Corinthians 15, 39, 40, but in 1 Corinthians 15, 38, it says that, and God gives it a body as he pleases to each seed its own body. Yay, glory. You got to watch out. Now we are witnessing God made a man from the celestial or from the heavens and a man from the terrestrial or from the earth. When God said in Genesis 1:26. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. He was referred to in his two sons that bear witness with him in 1 John 5, 7. There are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word as Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Now in Genesis 1, 26, Christ and the Holy Spirit has flesh. 
<laughs> oh, let me say that again. In Genesis, huh? Now in Genesis one twenty six, Christ and the Holy Spirit has a body. Let me say that again. Christ and the Holy Spirit has bones. Let me say that again. Christ in Genesis one twenty six and the Holy Spirit has blood. Let me say that again. Christ and the Holy Spirit has flesh, bones, blood, body. And Christ and the Holy Spirit has the flesh of God. Oh, oh, oh. Come on, you got to watch out, my brothers, because I'm on it today, huh? Because God made Christ and the Holy Spirit bodies from the glory of the celestial and the glory of the terrestrial. He created in the beginning from Genesis, from out of the heavens and the earth in Genesis 1-1. In Genesis 1-27, when God created man in his own image and in his own likeness, huh? look what he did, in his own image and in the image of God. So a male and a female is always in the image of God. He didn't make Adam and Steve. He made Adam and Eve. So these two was in the image of God. I got to watch out, my brothers and sisters. When God created man, so God made his spirit become a male and a female. So when the man actually produces a child, it's through the blood of God. Because a child needs blood. It's through the water of God. Because a child needs water. It's through the spirit of God. And the scriptures teaches us in, in in John chapter 3, verse 6, it says, Unless a man or less a woman is born of the water and the spirit, it cannot produce uh, fruit. If a man or woman huh, is not born of the water and the spirit, it cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So let's see where the earth came and entered into the kingdom of God. In Genesis 1, 22. In Genesis 1. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. Uh, the, oh, the earth was without form. The earth was without form. The earth was without form and void. Huh? And darkness on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God hovered over the water. And God said, let there be light. Oh, oh, hold up. The Spirit of God hovered over the water. So the Spirit in the water was way in the beginning with Gen in Genesis. And the Spirit in the water even baptized the darkness and the void and the emptiness that was in the earth. And God said, let there be light. Let there be light. Come on, my brothers and sisters, because God is saying to you and I, let there be light. So God said, even in them, the water and the blood of my spirit was always presence. So my brothers and sisters, when God created man his own image, in the image of God, he created him Male and female, he created he them. Now we understand, huh? And we need to know what God made was not a male and a female. What God made in Genesis one twenty six was his two sons, the Word or Christ and the Holy Spirit. Is what God made in 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 His image and in our likeness, according to the scriptures from out of Genesis one one, when He created He the heavens and the earth. But in Genesis one twenty seven, God created His spirit and glory as a man in His own image, that was in the image of God Himself, as a spirit, as a male, as a female. Huh? Because he created the image of his spirit as a male and a female, and God created he them. 
Who is the dim? The dim is the male and the female in God's image. And then God took the seed that was in his own image according to his spirit and put his own image in the bodies of his two sons, Christ as the word and the Holy Spirit. Spirit that bear witness with God when God put his own image as a male and a female in these two bodies. Come on. After God made the two bodies of his two sons, who is Christ and the Holy Spirit, which make these three bear witness in heaven, the Father, Christ, and the Holy Spirit agree as one. Mm. Christ and the Holy Spirit, who bear witness with the Father, uh, they agree as one. Excuse me. I got to back that up. I wrote that wrong. Let me go back. After God made the two bodies of his two sons, who is Christ and the Holy Spirit, which makes these three bear witness in heaven, the Father, Christ, and the Holy Spirit, these are one. They don't have to agree. These three are one. Christ and the Holy Spirit bear witness with the Father, and these are one. I got to make that correction because somebody said, I thought they supposed to be as one. They are. My bad. But God good all the time, and all the time God is good. So they are one. Hey, glory. So my brothers and sisters, who is Christ? Uh, the Father, two sons, who is Christ and the Holy Spirit, all one with the Father, who is God. That is, and that is, that it is all right. This is what the two said. That is all right, Father. It's all right, Daddy. Huh? That you take what's inside of you and put inside your two sons. Me as Christ and the Holy Spirit, the man you created in your own image from out of your own spirit and created from out of your own self, Father. It's all right that you take the woman that you created out of your own spirit in your own creation, in your own image. It's all right if you put your put them inside of us as your sons huh? from a body that was made without hands and will be able to produce a male and a female when it's inserted in another body. So now, how did it get inserted in another body? It was amazing how it got inserted in another body. I told you, my brother, this is some heavy stuff. We're moving right along. So in essence, God and his two sons' body, who is Christ and the Holy Spirit, as one body, as God. Now we have the Father, the Word, which is Christ, and the Holy Spirit. This is this is this is the that bear witness with the Father in heaven that God created and made on the sixth day in His own image and His own likeness as a male and a female from out of His own spirit that God made without hands. Heckly, come on. So now we got to figure this thing out. So in John chapter 4, verse 23, I said, 23, uh, 23, John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24, I said earlier, but the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking for such to worship him. 
God is spirit. So if God is spirit, the spirit of a male and a female come from the body and the spirit and the blood of God. Come on. This transgender stuff, changing your, changing your nature. In Romans chapter 1, it speaks about that. Even men began to start changing their nature. Women began to start changing their natures. He speaks about that. So I'm not throwing rocks and hiding hands. People have a right to do what they want to do. But you got the answer to God, not me. And I just pray that God bring the enlightenment through this message to you as a male and a female. And you make a decision where you want to be at with God. Because I'm not God and I'm not the God. I'm not God and I want to become. I am a God. But I'm not God. I'm the son of God. I am a God. You're going to find that out later. I am a God, but I'm the, and I'm the son of God, but I'm not God who created the heavens and the earth. Let's get that straight. So John, he says that God is spirit. Let me say that again. God is spirit. And to those who worship him, must worship him in spirit and in truth. This is a big problem for the church because the church don't know how to worship God in spirit and truth. They've been worshiping. Remember I was talking about there was goosebumps earlier? they worshiping God out of a feeling, from out of their flesh. If you're getting goosebumps in your flesh, it can't be God in his spirit. So therefore, my brothers and sisters, and furthermore, you're going to have to understand that it's all right to be goosebumped up as long as it's goosebumped goosebump up of the night knowledge of God and not according, not the zeal of God. Hmm? Not the zeal that is according to knowledge. So most people who get the goosebumps and get excited about a message, oh, he touched me. He said something. Oh, pastor. Oh, bishop. Oh, apostle. Oh, man. Oh, you had us. Oh, no. Oh, oh heck. It's old God. When you're going to get goosebumps for God and the spirit of God and worship him in spirit and truth, you've been worshiping flesh and truth through God's spirit. I'm going to get out of that so I ain't going to have no more listeners. <laughs> this is how we know God created a man in his own image. This man had the image of God as a male and a female that was birthed from out of God's spirit. And this took place, and this took, and this took place in the body, in his flesh, in his spirit, in his blood, in his bones, and he put it in his own two bodies. So God's body, as a spirit, had all these entities, the blood of God, the bones of God, the flesh of God. Huh? So all these things took place in the body of God, had glory. And he made a male and a female out of, a, out of his spirit. Hmm? So that's why you don't have the right to change what God made. Hmm? So therefore, my brothers and sisters, he made in his own image, according to his own, their likeness, he made all this on the sixth day. He made these three bodies out of one that he created and made on the sixth day from a body that was made without hands from the heavens and the earth on the, of the celestial or from the terrestrial, which is the, in Genesis, 
1-1. And then God rested on the seventh day after he created and made a body from the fullness of the Godhead without hands. How do we know this to be true? In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. Hey, you got to watch out. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed. We have a building from God that he created in his image and in his own likeness, in his own image, on the sixth day, a body that is made without hand, a house from God. Yeah, I got to get out of that. Not made with hands. So in the eternals and the heavens, that's how I know for a fact God made his two sons from out of the heavens and the earth because it says eternal eternal in the heavens. Let me read that again. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building of God, a house from God. God built a house in Genesis 126 and 127, huh? Out of his own self, huh? And this is the house that Christ, as the Lord God in Genesis 2:7, breathed in the body that was made from the dust of the ground, and it became a living soul. My brothers, we are doing some teaching here, so you gotta watch out if you want to learn. Hey, and if you, you have not so learned Christ, and you want to learn, and if you have not so learned Christ in Ephesians 4, and put on the new man, the new creation after God, and renew the spirit of your mind, and take off the old man, and take off the old woman. If you want to learn Christ, you're in the right place this morning, my brothers and sisters, for we know that if our earthly house, 2 Corinthians 5, 1, Back up with everything I just said in the previous verses. If this earthly house, this tent is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house from God, not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Man, you can't make this stuff up. We have scriptures to back up why we believe that tomorrow is promised and we all don't have to die. And why we believe and know in our hearts that God promised us eternal life. Now we clearly see that God created man. God created, created and made a body without hands on the sixth day from out of his own son, Christ, and his own son, the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit has not been named Jesus and was not named Jesus in the beginning. The Holy Spirit was the Word, if he had a name, but it was the Holy Spirit. But in John 1, 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So in the beginning, the Word, the Holy Spirit name was Word. That's why the Word became flesh, but, that's, but, but let's, get that, let's get this straight. The Holy Spirit, as the Word that was in the beginning, already had flesh before it became flesh. That's why it was made flesh when it became flesh in the body of Mary. So all God had to do was speak into Mary's body what was already inside Mary as the Word. So she was conceived through the power of the anointing of God's voice. You got to watch out for the voice of God. My son was six years old, and he says, Daddy, I heard from God. I said, come on. I said, you got to be kidding. 
That was December 19, December 19, 2004. One Sunday morning, I got up. My son told me, Daddy, I heard, <clears throat> I heard from God, and I heard him clearly too. Come on. Back at the end of my days, I told my daddy, Mama, that, boy, get out of here with that foolishness. Anybody got time for that? If you heard from God, you the only one around your hood from God. But I say, come out. Glory be to God. So therefore, and furthermore, the Holy Spirit in the beginning didn't have the name of Jesus until Mary named him Jesus after he was conceived or Emmanuel. So let's get that straight. All this is teaching, my brothers and sisters, his name was the word of the Holy Spirit. In John 1, 1, like I said it before, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. Now we have a body that made that was made without hands that's created on the sixth day by God from out of his spirit and his son Christ and his son, the Holy Spirit. Let's see if we can tie and connect this back together. Let's go back to John chapter 20. Now Mary Madeline is talking with the two angels. My brothers and sisters, I think I want to put this at a, 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 a put a pinpoint right here because I want to start with Mary Madeline is talking with the two angels, but we're gonna still talk about. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? We still gonna talk about the first miracle that took place in the tomb. Amen. This is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. That was just a rehash, but we're going to get back into it, and we're going to go farther into the gospel of the kingdom of God. And we thank God, and we pray that you continue to pray for our ministry and uh, the spiritual cuts ministry and the spiritual cuts leaders all throughout this world. And we ask that you continue to just continue to follow us and give us feedback. Whether you like us or not, it's fine, but let God lead you and direct you, my. It's time for you to go into the furtherance of the gospel. And I know even if I'm getting excited about what God gave me, it should be exciting to you when you hear it, then when God gave it to you. So I want you to know we thank you for listening and share these messages with other entities and other individuals if they resonate with you. If they don't, still share them. Put them out there and see what they think. Man, you listen to this. Let me see what you think about this, girl. Let me see what you think about this, dude. Look, this guy is saying all this stuff. Let's see if it... So do that if you don't mind. I thank you, and may God continue to bless you. But I want to let you know that you can reach us at P-A-S-T-O-R-D-W at Yahoo.com. You can reach us at P-A-S-T-O-R-D-W dot com. D-W at yahoo.com, excuse me. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-D-W at yahoo.com. Or you can touch or call our hotline at 678-764-1614. 678-764-1614. We thank you. And may God continue to bless you and your family forever. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen.